From WNYC, this is Money Talking. I'm Charlie Herman. Nearly two weeks after Hurricane Maria hit Puerto Rico, people on the island continue to struggle with a lack of water, power, and food. Despite criticism of the federal government's response, President Trump praised the job his administration is doing when he visited the island this week. But he did say, I hate to tell you, Puerto Rico, but you've thrown our budget a little out of whack. Because we've spent a lot of money on Puerto Rico, and that's fine. We've saved a lot of lives. And that to help Puerto Rico recover, the U.S. might wipe out the more than $70 billion in debt that the island owes. You know, you can say goodbye to that. I don't know if it's Goldman Sachs, but whoever it is, you can wave goodbye to that. We have to do something about because the debt was massive on the island. Well, as you can imagine, Wall Street freaked out about that comment, and the president's own budget director had to quickly walk it back. Uh, I wouldn't take it word for word with that. I wouldn't take it word for word with that. With me to talk about all of this are financial journalists William Cohen and Sheila Kohatkar with The New Yorker. And Bill, let me start with you. For people who maybe aren't following the whole debt crisis issue that Puerto Rico has been facing, I mean, what is the situation and why do they have all this debt? Well, because they took out a lot of debt, Charlie. They took out uh, $70 billion plus uh, in debt, paying investors high rates of return at a time when other alternatives in the market were much lower. And uh, investors flocked to it because they hoped they would get those high yields and that, of course, Puerto Rico would pay back its debt. And also there's a tax benefit that people got from buying from Puerto Rico, correct? Correct. So, you know, this is an island that was using debt to pay for all the services, but they couldn't actually pay the debt back. Well, and of course, there was a lot of corruption too. uh, And there's been a lot of charges of corruption across all the entities that borrowed the debt. And that's adding to the uh, degree of difficulty here. So Puerto Rico gets into this position and then they can't pay it back. And so what happened then? Well, you have a lot of lawsuits. Uh, you have all of these Wall Street investors who, who are mainly hedge funds and big Wall Street investment banks uh, fighting in court over every single penny that the Puerto Rican government gets. Uh, different bondholders might make the claim that that money should go to them. And so they're all arguing over who has priority. That's going to go on for a long time. And ultimately, after a lot of lobbying, um, Congress made it possible for Puerto Rico to declare bankruptcy, which they did last May. They also have $49 billion in pension obligations. So that's money that the government has agreed to pay current or retired government employees. So that is all now part of the bankruptcy process. So that is likely to get cut, and those retirees will not get the benefits they were expecting. So before this hurricane even hit the island, they were in bankruptcy court preparing to try to renegotiate all the money they owe. But then the hurricane did happen. So what happens now? Well, there's a humanitarian disaster playing out in Puerto Rico right now. The island is in dire need of aid to rebuild its infrastructure, to restore power, to uh, supply its hospitals. The very things that could actually help pay back all the debt has now been wiped out. Well, Puerto Rico currently has no functioning economy. So, yes, they're going to be in no position to pay back any debt that they owe anyone until their economy and and the territory is rebuilt somewhat. So they're going to need aid money. Uh, the complicating factor is that you have all these bondholders who, who say, are, give me that money first before you spend it on rebuilding something. They may well be saying that. And um, it's going to be a bit of a tricky argument for them to say that when there are people who who are not getting uh, medical treatment that they need. It's going to make them look pretty heartless. But uh, they will be fighting about those very issues in federal court. And it's probably going to be pretty ugly and uh, play out over a long period of time. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, it'll it'll never happen that the bondholders will get uh, a recovery uh, before uh, the know, people of Puerto pe- people Rico. People in Puerto Rico get their hospital services, water, electrical power, everything you know restored. The bondholders have a very long road here. I think you know, in part, Donald Trump was probably negotiating with them, saying, you know, we're just going to wipe you out, <laughs> even though we can't do that. And I think that's actually, in a in a weird way, a positive because the bondholders need, really need to reset. They need to think that, oh my God, I, I'm capable of getting zero here. He, of course, compounds it by, you know, tossing paper towels like a three-point shot. Uh, I mean, I, I don't understand what his logic is or why he does things like that. Uh, but the creditors here are really, really facing a lot of pain. And some of them, by the way, will just sort of wipe away their debt, write it off and just say, forget it. I don't have time or patience for this. I made a bad bet and I'm just out of here. One would never want a hurricane to like devastate an island like it has in Puerto Rico. But considering the the financial shape that they were in, is there any positive that could come out in in that regard of like the creditors basically have to realize like I have to negotiate now in a different way than just saying, pay me back, pay me back, pay me back, because the people are suffering so much on that island. I mean, and Charlie, there there are some new infrastructure funds. That's a very popular thing right now, hot thing right now in private equity world. I mean, Blackstone has just raised, whatever, a $20 billion plus uh, infrastructure fund. I mean, I could absolutely see a Blackstone group coming into Puerto Rico, I'd say with the power company, sponsoring a plan of reorganization alongside the existing creditors, alongside the debtor to rebuild the power plant, the power facilities on the island, to put it next generation, either sun power or wind power, and agree to, you know, take some amount, small amount of debt and, and, and give the creditors some recovery that way. But it's going to take outside equity capital coming in here. And those new equity investors, the Blackstones of the world who, who may want to take this risk, they may turn out to do very well. The existing creditors made a bad bet and they're in deep trouble. Sheila, as I asked that question, you had this look on your face of how can you even be asking it? But I'm trying to find a silver lining for an island that was really suffering under this debt that maybe this might be a way to turn some things around. I think it is going to increase pressure on those Wall Street investors uh, who own this Puerto Rican debt to to lower their expectations. And they are going to have to accept the fact that they probably didn't make a very good investment here and they're going to lose some money. And that's part of the game. High risk, high reward. Sometimes you take a big loss. William D. Cohen is a financial journalist who wrote about the island's debt this month for Vanity Fair. And Sheila Kohatkar is a staff writer at The New Yorker, where she writes about Wall Street. Thank you both. Thank you. Thanks, Charlie. 30 years ago this month, the Dow Jones had its biggest one-day percentage drop in Wall Street history. Well, this month, we're going to be taking a look at what happened and what it might tell us about today's markets. Have you ever regretted a decision about your investments in the stock market? Send an email to moneytalking at WNYC and tell us your story. Just one word. Yes, sir. Are you listening? Yes, sir. Plastics. I'm Charlie Herman, and this is Money Talking from WNYC. Thank you.